Welcome back into the great Scott show. The great sports callers open think tank joining us now after I don't even know what time he got back last night, but I know that the bus ride back from Arkansas is a lot nicer when you're coming off of uh, three straight wins all on the road for that Arkansas road trip. Coach Gary Broadhead, who uh, interesting choice in hat wear after last night's win, 54 to 45 over Little Rock. He joins us now. Good. How are you? Oh, good morning. Doing good. Good morning. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I, I gotta. You know, I mean, we we talked about we talked about music before, but um, you just roll into the locker room last night and just grab like a plastic container, throw it on the head, and just start dancing. Is that all just improv in the moment? You just feeling it? Yeah, just in the moment, you know, uh, Kim Burns on me. Uh, I mean, after every game, uh, she's wanting me to dance. So, you know, just uh, drive something to to have something a little different, you know. They, they're always uh, trying to get something different. So, uh, no, we're just having fun. And I think great kids, they played really hard. And uh, and that's one of the things they love to see me do. I think it's a, uh, they think it's a funny thing, so. And a, and a fun thing, so it was. Uh, it was actually. Uh, I didn't realize somebody was actually uh, <laughs> filming me. I might have. I might have not did, <laughs> did as much as I did. No, no. You just. You got to lay it all. You can't worry about that. You just got to enjoy the moment. Um, four straight wins, <laughs> coach. And um, you know, I know after the. Well, let's just, let's hit on last night's game before before the whole road trip. Was there was there a a specific moment in that game where you felt like. Um, you know, I know you guys won the second half. You won the fourth quarter by nine. But was there a particular moment where you felt like the tide really turned? You know, it was. Uh, there was probably about uh, two minutes left when, you know, uh, Destiny McAfee had just kind of took over the game. She just uh, she did some lane line drives and uh, had some and ones. She had actually two of them within that within, within that last. You know, a couple of minutes. Uh, I thought that's when it, it it looked like it put a lot of pressure on their defense, which is very very hard to do. And um, right after that, um, Javon Mathis drove the lane line and pitched it out to Brandy. Now Brandy's zero and eight at that time from the field. Um, there's probably about forty something seconds left, and she hits a big three. And I thought that was the turning point. I mean, that was kind of the dagger that, to me, was over. But, yeah, when McAfee came in, you know, she just kind of changed the complex because nobody else could get to the rim, and she did, man. She did a really good job. And I think it kind of changed, uh, put a lot of pressure on their defense. Is she? I mean, 14 points off the bench, Coach, in only 20 minutes. Um, and I know in her first year with you guys transferring uh, – what what is she like? Do you feel like this was um, her biggest moment so far in game for you guys? Just to be that that jolt off the bench, where when she gets hot like that, you just like you said, you're just kind of riding that wave. Yeah, I mean, she's kind of an instant offense. She's very very athletic. She's probably one of the most athletic kids that we've had on our in our program. And uh, you know, against Texas State, our second game against Texas State. Uh, she ended up with 15, kind of the same thing. She she came in, and we were pressing, and we made some steals, and she was able to score. But then we went those 22 days without <laughs> without playing, and it was like, uh, you know, it was 
to try to get that back. Uh, she played a little bit in the second uh, the second game at Arkansas State and 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 did some good things. And then you know for her to come back and and I think a lot of times it's about matchups and and uh, if they're playing man or zone and uh, but yeah she's just attacked and she looked really comfortable and on the defensive side you know. Believe it or not, Scott, we played zone in the second half, really. And uh, Jay calls it a – I said, man, it's crazy. It's a crazy good zone. That's what Jay said last night. But, uh, yeah, she she did some good things on defense, too. And, uh, you know, she's learning. And, you know, just defensively, she's, you know, she's, she's got so much potential uh, because of her athleticism. And then, you know, on the on the defensive side, she really looked good last night. So, yeah, she's coming to – and hopefully she can continue to improve and get consistent with it. I think that's our main thing for her. What went into the decision to, to go zone in the second half? We just could not contain them. Um, they don't usually – they're not a great shooting team. And um, and and in middle, um, they uh, they were driving baseline and hitting jump shots, and we just like man we, and he, this is probably one of his biggest teams across the board. You know he doesn't really have he has one guard that's about five three, and all the other kids are six one, six one to six two, and so it made it difficult for us to to contain the jump shot. And we figured that we could kind of clog it up and we could fade, we could shade over to the kid that could shoot to three. And I'm going to tell you what, it really, really, it, it, it worked a little bit. We kind of started doing it in the second half. It worked a little bit, but they were still hitting shots. And then all of a sudden it's like, as they started missing shots and we started figuring out how to shade over to the, that one shooter, uh, they just looked very uncomfortable. I mean, at the end of the game, I mean, I thought it was still, anybody's game and they were just uh, it was taking them so long to to get into the offense because they did they looked uncomfortable they really did so i thought that was a big part of it you know i've never really played a two three zone that was that effective and you know just i didn't i actually thought we were going to just play it at times we actually put it in the day before uh, we played them and said hey let's just pack it in nothing special uh it's going to be simple and they uh, and, and, and it's it just took them out of their game. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Louisiana Raging Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead, our guest coach. I know you've been coaching for many years, thousands of games, and one thing that it's it's hard to, I guess, whether it's happened before because you've it's not like you've been playing in the quarter system in college football for very long. I mean, for so many years, it's just two halves, but. To have a, a, a start like you had and a finish like you had offensively where you don't hit a single field goal in the first quarter and you don't miss a single field goal in the fourth, you hit every single shot. Um, what, talk about just kind of getting hot as the game goes on. Do you, have you ever been, you know, coached a game like that where it just started off like not falling and at the end there's just they're, they're not falling out. They're all going in. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, kind of. You know, I've had a lot of uh, first quarters that just didn't go our way, and uh, and that's why I'm so uh, adamant about our defense. You know, it, it, offense is going to fail you sometimes, but defense is not going to if you, you know, if you if we work on it and we play together and you know we pressure the 
you know, we, we utilize uh, our pressure and all that. So that's kind of one of the big things for me as a coach. But, yeah, it's happened before, but not kind of like that. No, not where I think not the first quarter and the fourth quarter and then not missing a shot the fourth quarter or a field goal. Uh, that's pretty big, you know, and, and not a free throw. I mean, we went 100% for the free free throw line, too, you know. So uh, at the end of a game, that's important. They're following you and, you know, they try to put you at the line. But, no, uh, that was unique, you know. And then to to do it and to do it sitting back in a little 2-3 zone is, is – uh, I mean, the whole game was odd, uh, the, the way it finished out, you know. So, yeah. We actually didn't notice uh, until Jay brought it up that we had missed all of our shots. I mean, it felt like we were getting really good shots. Uh, they just wouldn't fall in. And we were, you know, we were, I think we were six or eight from the free throw line the first quarter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was kind of odd. And then, you know, you, when you, anytime you finish the game making shots like that, it's always going to, you know, yield some pretty good results. No question. Gary Broadhead, our guest. I uh, asked you Saturday night after the win against uh, Arkansas State if you guys were going to continue the ice cream tradition. Were you able to? Were you guys able to enjoy it? Yeah, we we got to find a way. Man, we were just so tired last night. I mean, we got in at three in the morning, and uh, bus driver never stopped. Uh, and we had talked about it. The kids said, "Coach, we, you know, I hey, can we uh, can we do that?" And yeah, I'm good. And then. All of a sudden, you don't hear anybody in the bus, you know. Yeah, so everyone's sleeping, kind of right? Going. But yeah, <laughs> but uh, really enjoy it. You know, we uh, we have an easy day today. What we call an easy day of a shoot around uh, at four o'clock. So kids, are, problem is everybody had to get tested this morning, you know, and that's part of the protocol that we have. And uh, today's uh, the big day uh, to get the test. That you know, answers in test that takes a little bit longer and all that. So yeah, I mean, it's just part of it, but. Uh, those kids, man, they they really played hard, and you could tell they really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the you know the win. You know, it's a tough win. You know, I think this is only the second time in the history of our program that we beat Little Rock at Little Rock. So, you know, they enjoyed it, and and they deserve it. You know, just no proud doubt. of them from to able to take twenty two days off and then to come and you know get three wins like that on the road. It's pretty tough. Louisiana Ragin' Cajun. Women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead, our guest, the top of the Sun Belt West, four and one in conference play. I, I imagine you were ready to get home last night, and I imagine you're ready to play a home game, Gary. It has been since uh, December the twelfth since you guys have been at home, and I'm sorry, December the ninth actually. Jeez, I mean that, was, that was my mom's birthday, and that feels like it was a long time ago. So. Right now, fingers crossed, I know, you know, like you've told me before, you learn not to think too far ahead in uh, the year of of COVID-19. But as of now, you know, you guys are scheduled to be at home for a while. You know, your next five in the Cajun Dome. Uh, What what kind of benefits is it just to be back at home aside from the obvious? And and the the, the follow-up question I'll just ask now, is is there a small part of you that's, has any concern about you know being at home in this this much time between games? Whatever whatever that reason might be. You know, you try. I think the biggest thing is to try to get some consistency in what you do as a as a coach and you know as a team and, and pre- preparation and all that. So you know, uh, again, here we're coming into something that we haven't uh, done all year. Really, is is be at home for that many games. You know. 
my strength and conditioning coach Nick says that all the time. He likes being on the road because we can kind of control, you know, what time we get up, what you know, what time we eat, what time. It's just everything's uh, pretty much controlled. So sometimes there's some benefits to being on the road, but. You know, our kids, I mean, when you have experience like you do that, they know that uh, they, they got to take care of their business, whether it's, it's being in class, doing the remote, uh, doing therapy and, and all of that. So, you know, I, I'm hoping that we don't see it. I, I always do like playing at home. I feel that's the, you know, those are the wins that you really got to get no matter what team you're playing. So, you know, just uh, we'll look at it and, you know, like I said, we'll do our shoot around, some shooting today, trying to get in the dome. And I know the dome's having a little bit of issues with the clock and all that. So I'm just hoping that we can get in there and get some practices in so we can, you know, kind of be a little bit more prepared for Friday and Saturday. What, um, you know, when just, just looking ahead to this matchup, uh, final question, what does Texas State bring to the table? And um, I know that you've been busy with the last three games on the road. Have you gotten to take a look at them yet? Yeah, I mean, we played them, uh, you know, we played them on the first conference game, you know, that was, I mean, that that was that. New Year's Day, right? Yeah, 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 New Year's Day, you know, and we didn't have Todd Doucette, you know, and I think that was a big part of their inside game is is what uh, they rely on. They got uh, a big inside that's really, really good. and there's also their their four player, their hybrid can play inside and out. She's leading them in three point shooting, and so she poses a big problem. Is if you switch on her and you put a guard on her, she's going to post you up. If you know if you have a post on her, they like to flare, and and, and she scores like that. So they it's a big problem, you know. And the first game we played, and we did a lot of switching and stuff, and they, I mean. They scored almost 40 points in the lane, you know, inside. And then so the next game we came out, we pressed, and we didn't do any switching. We just did a lot of trapping and all that. So, yeah, we know a lot about them, you know. They, you know, they, uh, they're, they're very, very offensive. Or, uh, you know, they, they're oriented. They, 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 they try to push the ball. Uh, and they can score, you know, they can score inside out. But they love to, they love to get inside. You know, they got – Really, really good post players, and uh, their point guard is uh, the Kennedy kid is really, really good. So, you know, it's, uh, it poses some problems, but uh, we've uh, we're looking at them already. I, I know I have a coach right now that uh, looked at the at film already from them this weekend uh, when they played ULM, and so we, you know, we're getting prepared. And I guess that's the biggest thing, Scott. I think about playing somebody twice. It's a little bit easier to scout. You know, you just specifically have a coach on on that uh, on those games, and you can scout scout more games than you normally would uh, if you played, you know, like a swing partner where you would have played UTA and Texas State in the same weekend. It uh, this this is a lot easier. Gary Broadhead has been our guest. Texas State coming to the Cajun Dome to take on Louisiana's Raging Cajuns. Uh, and uh, Gary Broadhead squad, winners of four straight and uh, atop the Sun Belt West, Texas State versus UL. 6 p.m. tip-off set for this Friday. We will be on the airwaves right here at 545 on ESPN 1420 and .com and the ESPN 1420 app. Rally a program appreciation night Friday and then Saturday's game at 4, faculty staff appreciation game as well. And, uh, Gary, we're uh, we're happy to be broadcasting the games 
Happy you guys came back from Arkansas, winners of uh, of all three. And uh, I know you might not have been that happy, but I'm happy you woke up early because I know when you have a long road trip and you get back at about 2 o'clock on a bus, it's uh, it's probably nice to sleep in. So sorry I ruined that for you, but I appreciate you taking the time, man. No, I really appreciate you, man. You know, uh, we were excited. It's always easier to get up the next morning after a win, too. So it was, it was not hard. I appreciate you. Uh, you know what, Gary? I, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you that I just remembered. And um, a year ago today marks the uh, the passing of, of Kobe Bryant. And you and I remember talking a few days after about what he was doing and what he did for women's basketball. Some of our listeners may not know that. You know, they just know about Kobe, the Laker, what he did on the floor. But he was such a big proponent for women's basketball and put so much time into it. Um, and, and folks, of course, talked about his his daughter that also passed and how good of a player she was uh, amongst his other kids. But what you were a fan of Kobe, and I know a big reason why, Gary, was because of everything he was doing for a sport that you've dedicated the majority of your life to. Yeah, you know, it, it's um, it still hurts, you know. It still hurts to know that you had a guy that was promoting um, a sport that not everybody uh, has uh, has has really really bought into. I mean, it's 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 grown, but it's not grown like it did ten years ago, when maybe fifteen years ago. And uh, you know, it's kind of leveled off, I think, a little bit. And I thought he was going to be a big ambassador for our sport. Just, just uh, when you have a when you have a kid that plays a sport, especially a young girl, and when you see it lights up their life, it you know. And I thought that's what he saw in his daughter. And so now, he I mean, he was connected to the WNBA. He was connected to NCAA uh, Division One, Division Two women's basketball on down the line to the AAU and, you know, that's kind of where I come from, you know, and just to see that and him, people loving him because of who he was as a player and as a person, you know, I thought he was going to really, really, really grow up our sport to lose him. You know, I don't know who that, that other person is, you know, I think, God puts his young girls in our lives and if they end up playing sports or they end up in beauty pageants or they end up being, as a dad, you get so proud in that aspect. And I think that's where he was at. So, you know, we really miss him. I don't, honestly, I don't know who's growing it right now. You know, we're trying, you know, I know uh, last uh, couple of weeks I've gone to some bitty practices and, you know, in Lafayette, our family runs the, the bitty program and, you know, if I, I try to give up my time and I did a couple of daily practices and just had so much fun doing it and see that's kind of how you can start doing it. But uh, Kobe Bryant was going to be something else for our, for our sport. And I know he helped it. You know, I know he really, really helped it. You know, he's being, he's being missed by our, our, by our sport for sure. No doubt. Gary Broadhead has been our guest. I got two young daughters, three kids overall, but uh, whatever they do, Obviously, I'll be um, supporting it, and if it's sports and it's basketball, you know, hopefully uh, they can be at one of those bitty practices you're at, Coach. I appreciate the time. Yeah, no doubt, and you, you know it. You know, when you have daughters, you know they're sitting behind it, and that's uh, the great thing. It's a great thing. All the best, Coach. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Go Cajuns. Raising Cajun women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead.
has been our guest. One year ago today, man. Kobe Bryant, that was just such a, it was on a Sunday, the uh, the helicopter crash, such a weird, shocking moment in sports. One of the more shocking sports deaths, maybe the most shocking sports death, I guess, of my lifetime. So unexpected and um, just out of nowhere. But uh, but big ups to uh, the Cajuns who are 4-1 uh, and one atop the Sun Belt West and uh, second best record right now in conference play behind only Troy in the East. And Troy's only a half game up on them because they've played one more game. But uh, you start a game with you, you can't hit a single field goal in the first quarter. You don't miss a single field goal in the fourth. Free throws kept a minute. Defense kept a minute. But that tied turn, you switched to the 2-3 zone. And uh, it was it was a great performance last night for his team. And um, I'm happy for them and the success they're having right now. But they got to keep it rolling back at the Cajun Dome this weekend and next. Speaking of the Cajun Dome, how did you react Saturday night if you stayed up to watch that Poirier-McGregor fight? The knockout from Lafayette's own Dustin Poirier when he knocked out Conor McGregor. There was a watch party in the the, the, the parking lot of the Cajun Dome. Socially distanced, folks in the back of their vehicles, trucks, watching it. We got video up for you over at ESPN1420.com and the ESPN1420 app of their reaction after that knockout. The reaction in the moment when McGregor's kind of you know, leaning over the sleeping meme that went wild over the weekend. How did you react when it unfolded? We got plenty of goodies for you over at ESPN1420.com. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420. We'll be back next hour. You ready for this? He and I have not been on the radio together since